On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. I really like the first half of 2022. They're going to see very strong prices. They'll be able to put in a lot of good price protection for them right now. I am concerned about the second half of 2022. The outlook for Iowa's ag economy is positive, depending as always on outside factors. Consumer spending and business investment return to pre-pandemic levels. And in our business profile, we'll introduce you to a company that puts on many of the trade shows we like to attend this time of year. This is the Iowa Business Report for the first weekend of March 2022. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. You know that Iowa's overall economic health is dependent on a strong agribusiness sector. Assessing the outlook for a new year is one of the interests of Dr. Chad Hart, professor of economics at Iowa State University. He spoke to attendees of the Hawkeye Farm Show in Cedar Falls this past week on the topic. We connected there on Tuesday, March 2nd after his presentation, and I asked him prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine what he expected for Iowa's ag economy in 2022. Before that happened in 2022, what we've been seeing is fairly strong crop markets. Even before the Russia-Ukraine dispute sort of bubbled its way up, we've seen very high corn and soybean prices over the past six months. Our livestock industries have seen relatively healthy prices. So we're seeing more income coming into the state because of this. Now, Russia-Ukraine added to the volatility, but also did enhance some of those prices as well. We've seen especially our crop prices, corn and wheat, being the biggest move higher because of Russia-Ukraine, but we've also seen some downward pressure because of it, especially with our livestock markets. It has to do with the fact it's not that we trade a lot of livestock with Russia and Ukraine, but it's more the indirect impact that because Russia-Ukraine's happening, we see our corn price go up. Well, corn is feed. Feed costs matter to the livestock industry. Higher costs mean lower returns. Supply chain has obviously been an issue as well with these disposable goods. Are we seeing any lessening of that on the domestic front first? Uh, We are, but we're also seeing a lot of problems still as we look out there. And it has been impacting us in weird ways. Probably the biggest thing I see from an ag perspective is we're having a lot of trouble getting the inputs that we're used to seeing here in the springtime. There's been a lot of discussion about fertilizer, but I also want you to think about like some of the agricultural chemicals we use. For a lot of the listeners out there, they may think, okay, they know things like Roundup. You know, you're using it as a herbicide, a weed control killer. Well, that's used in agriculture as well. And right now that's in really short supply because of supply chain problems. Mainly, in this case, it was the hurricanes from last year that destroyed some of the factories and facilities that create those chemicals that we use. For a lot of folks, they did get it locked in place. We did get a lot of fertilizer applied this fall, but those that didn't are still feeling the pinch. And and let's face it, not everybody got to get the inputs that they wanted this fall, or they couldn't find it at the price level they were comfortable with. And so they're still facing some concern as they look out there because a lot of our crops, especially our corn, definitely depends upon having additional fertilizer available to it during the growing season from an economist standpoint, put it into perspective. Someone who says, well, I don't have anything to do with agriculture. That's nice. I hope they have a good year. But this state is completely dependent 
on this economy. Talk about it from a relative standpoint. Sure. Now, if yeah, if you're looking at the direct impact of direct production agriculture, it is less than 10% of the overall state economy. But when you think about the other big factors that we think about there, like we're big in finance, we're big in manufacturing, well, let's think about how those tie back to agriculture. One of our biggest industries on the finance side is insurance, and specifically property and casualty and crop insurance. When you're thinking about our manufacturing, a lot of that is John Deere tractors. So almost every slice of the Iowa economy that you want to carve off ties back to the agriculture that's produced in this state. So while the direct piece is smaller than you might expect, the overall impact is still very great. As we're here at the Hawkeye Farm Show, I see a big machine that says Vermeer on the side. Again, you wouldn't have that industry had it not been an outgrowth of folks in Marion County. Correct. I mean, that's the deal. When we look here, there's a reason Deer and Vermeer are here. You've got a Kenzie here. The idea is that you want to build those facilities close to the customers that you have. That means being out amongst the agricultural base. When we started the conversation, I said, well, let's put Russia and Ukraine aside. Is it too soon for you to be able to make any estimates about the impact of a prolonged struggle there or is it truly day by day, and it's anybody's guess at this point? I, I would say it is anybody's guess, but what I can say what we've seen over the first few days yeah. has been that it has moved our corn prices up probably 50 to 60 cents a bushel. We've seen wheat prices increase even more. We've seen our feeder cattle prices drop 2 to $3 per hundredweight. So these are direct impacts coming from that dispute. But what we've also seen is that volatility. You know, the idea is if you look at the corn futures market, for example, it will be up 35 cents one day, will be down 20 the next and back up again. And so the biggest impact, I think a lot of not only just producers in the state of Iowa, but just everybody in the state of Iowa will find is that we're going to see more price volatility in almost every aspect of our lives because of what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. It's definitely buckle-up time, isn't it? It is buckle-up time. And, you know, our our biggest impacts are going to come. Why is it going to hit everywhere? Because the biggest thing will be energy, especially as we look at oil and natural gas. We truly are in a global market there, and that's what Russia depends upon for its economy. And so as we try to tighten that down, it's a question of how much does that impact our own domestic markets, and it will sizably over the coming months, especially if this becomes prolonged. How well situated was Iowa's economy generally, the ag sector in particular, entering 2022? And I say this because when we were looking at the 2021 harvest and people were saying quite accurately, we have this drought, we just don't know what we're going to get. And then we got, because of technology and in a few places, especially with beans, a good amount of rain in early August just at the right time, We got good numbers, we got good prices, so give me a sense of where we were coming into the year generally. Yep, and so in this case, I'm going to argue where we were coming into this was in a very good spot. In fact, a tremendous spot, especially if you go back in time. You go back two, three years ago and look at the ag economy, we were struggling. Lower prices, higher cost, it was a problem. The past couple of years, we've seen one, 2020, there's a big infusion from the government, but 2021 was basically the year of the marketplace. And we did see much higher prices. That has firmed up the balance sheet for Iowa agriculture. And so we were in a much better position to handle this uncertainty now than we were, say, two years ago. How much of the increased price is actually getting to producers? I know just as a consumer, I go to the grocery store, I see meat prices up. But yet I hear from cattle producers, for example, they're not seeing it. So 
we're getting good prices for some of these commodities. Is it actually reaching the farm? So if they're getting it from directly in the commodity price, then yes, they are. But when you think about the price at the grocery store, I don't want you to think about the commodity price. Because when we look at that dollar we're spending at the grocery store, on average, roughly 15 cents goes back to purchase the agricultural products that you've just put in the grocery cart. That tells you most of the cost that you're paying for at the grocery store isn't for the corn, the soybeans, the wheat, the pork, the beef. You're paying for the packaging, the manufacturing process, the transportation, the advertising. All that adds a lot more additional cost than what we're seeing in the commodity markets themselves. Lastly, biggest question people have to you after you give a presentation. Oh, I don't, there's not one consistent one right now. I, we're getting a lot of questions, as you mentioned. Russia, Ukraine is first of mind, but there's still a lot of discussion about the fertilizer markets because that, those price pressures started flaring up about eight, nine months ago before Russia, Ukraine was a problem. So we're getting follow-up on that. And then a lot of questions about, um, let's call it carbon. So whether you're looking at climate change and biofuels or, for example, the proposal of these pipelines through the, the, the state of Iowa here. So there's uh, several issues that are sort of taking equal time as we look across the, the, the ag audiences I face. Optimistic? Uh, I would say cautiously optimistic. I, I describe it to my farmers. I can sum up my talk in this line. I really like the first half of 2022. They're going to see very strong prices. They'll be able to put in a lot of good price protection for them right now. I am concerned about the second half of 2022 because we are starting to see if this is a prolonged war, we're going to see those costs start to eat up these margins that these higher prices are created. Plus, I know that high prices tend to be the cure for high prices. And what I mean by that is if the price is high long enough, you see the demand for that product start to wear down. And I do worry about that as we get deeper into this year. Dr. Chad Hart is an Iowa State University economist. We connected in Cedar Falls on Wednesday, March 2nd. Still to come, strong Iowa banking numbers and a business profile of a company that plans the events you attend in the spring. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Where can you find eight different museums and art galleries within one walkable square mile? Why, in Waterloo, of course. Waterloo, Iowa is home to the Sullivan Brothers Veterans Museum, the Dan Gable National Wrestling Museum, the John Deere Tractor and Engine Museum, the Waterloo Center for the Arts, and more. Which begs the question, why not Waterloo? I'm Mayor Quentin Hart, inviting you to Waterloo. Come for a visit, stay for the great quality of life. Look us up at cityofwaterlooiowa.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review their list of legislative priorities at iowabusinesscouncil.org. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's fourth quarter banking report was released this past Tuesday. Overall, U.S. banks showed year-to-year increases in areas demonstrating stronger economic growth, higher loan demand, and improved credit conditions. Iowa banks reported $69.9 billion in active loans on their books as of December 31st of last year. That's an increase of 2.7% from the prior year. 
Total deposits at Iowa banks were $99.4 billion as the year 2022 began. That's up a whopping 12.9% from the fourth quarter a year ago. Analysts say this shows consumer spending and business investment are returning to more normal pre-pandemic patterns. Net income for Iowa banks was up more than 30% from the year before. That's due in large part to the recapture of loan loss reserves as banks adjusted their expectations for potential future credit losses. Coming up, big events take big planning. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Imagine a fully restored 1971 VW bus. Now imagine yourself behind the wheel. Wow, movie ride, man. It's the Camp Courageous 50th Anniversary Raffle, and someone will drive off in that classic VW bus. Go to CampCourageous.org to learn more about purchasing a ticket, raffle ticket information, and more at CampCourageous.org. That's really far out, dude. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Waste Reduction Center, hosts of a one-day energy trends workshop at the Embassy Suites in Des Moines on March 24th, including keynote sessions, a panel of Iowa energy experts, networking, and more. For more information, go to iwrc.org. As winter turns to spring, many of us like to attend vendor-driven shows on topics from home and garden to outdoor sports and agribusiness. But it takes a lot to put on that massive event. In this week's Business Profile segment, you'll meet Scott Gatormson of Midwest Shows. He serves as manager of the three-day Hawkeye Farm Show, the 35th edition of which was held in Cedar Falls March 1st through 3rd. His company puts on a half-dozen shows like this throughout the year in four different states. And while some may innocently ask what they do the rest of the year, executing a plan for these shows is clearly full-time work. You'd be amazed at the amount of time that it takes to plan We'll start planning Friday for next year. You'll get people that want to add booths, move to a different location. So yeah, we start planning right away. And when you ask what goes into it, it's a lot of patience and a lot of cooperation from uh, a lot of different people. And let me tell you this, that the people in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and and the folks here at the University of Northern Iowa, have a lot to be proud of because they're out of all the venues that we do, they are right there at the top, and that's that's really, really, I want to make that known to, to everyone. And again, you do shows in Vermilion and Sioux Falls and Oklahoma City and Peoria, and so you travel around a lot. What's unique about this venue or the people you work with, not to disparage others, but what is it that, that leads you to make the statement about this, this group of folks? I think that the fact that there's only one way in the building for moving, so... That involves a lot of cooperation and, like I mentioned, patience. And also uh, the fact that this show, it's not the largest that we do, but it's a show that if you are here, there's a very, very good possibility that you're going to be seen. This particular show, and for folks on the radio who can't see it, you've taken over the entire floor of the Unidome. You've got what I'll call traditional booths that are 
set up with pipe and drape, and it's like you would see at any show. But you've got the largest farm machinery you can find, really, that you can get in the door as well. That's quite a challenge on setup day on Monday before a three-day show, Tuesday through Thursday. Yes. We spend at least two days of moving into this building, so we try to get a lot of the larger equipment in here Sunday before the show and to get that, uh, get them positioned, and then we kind of work around them. Them, you know, you know, being at the show like they are, and the amount of people that they are able to see in these three days, what it would take for them to get in a vehicle and drive around in the windshield time it would take to go out and do the same thing and meet the same amount of people, you'd be, you'd be pretty surprised. That's such an excellent point because I often say to folks, this is one-stop shopping for a consumer because nowhere else are you going to find all of these different vendors. But I had not uh, had not thought about the fact that for the vendors, it's just as efficient. Right. I mean, who, who wouldn't like somebody coming to you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty convenient. This show ends later today. You'll probably do a post-mortem with the team Friday. You know, I bet you've already got a list of things that you think, okay, for next year we got to do this and this and this. And... I imagine it also helps you with the rest of the shows uh, yet this calendar year. Yeah, it is. It's just like uh, it's just like the vendors that are here; they are able to get some ideas from customers, where we are able to get ideas from our vendors about, hey, you ever thought about doing this? Hey, you ever thought about doing that? And it's so, and we we listen to all advice and discuss it and take it seriously. The 2020 show was the last one that got in just under the wire before COVID. Then in 2021, it was one of the very first shows, this Hawkeye Farm show, to be back open, but the university had some mask requirements. This looks like the first year that we are just back to normal in some time. What kind of a stressor has it been for these vendors or your business? COVID affected you folks deeply. Oh, absolutely. It, it was... Uh, it was a uh, impact it was a uh, something this this business has ever witnessed and and uh, yeah you're gonna have the weather effect things yeah uh, maybe something else but uh, nothing like that and probably uh, hopefully will ever affect this business like it had you know not only are you uh, looking at uh, attendance uh, things but but yet the vendors are not all of them are able to get product to put in their booths, so so that was that was a large large part of it, as big a deal as anything. You have different vendors, different types of businesses. It has become a very different show. Yeah, you know this show, um, you know it leaned it leaned heavily towards uh, folks in, in row crop, of course. But now the uh, the cattle equipment segment is coming on really strong, and in, in, in some dairy. So I think that it helps uh, the show to to allow something for everyone. You know, when I have seen some vendors in the past, and they're very technologically oriented, they might be a way so that you can remotely tell the uh, the moisture level in a bin. It might be some of these auctions. So, I mean, this has really evolved as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's amazing each year what they come up with, how they change, um, new ideas. These shows, I think, is, is important for, for that. Is, is selling the, the item. When they, they're able to talk to somebody and say, hey, is this what you need? Is this what you want? Is this not what you want? I think it's, it's just as much uh, helpful uh, with that opportunity as, as making a sale. One of the great things that I know is I, I'll see people who connect, and maybe it'll be in the stands of the Unidome, maybe it'll be by the concession area, 
but they may not see each other except once a year, and it's always at this show, and there are some friendships that go back decades. I agree, and it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's, 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 it is fun when you walk by and see a group of people that are talking to each other, and, and it is, uh, gives you a pretty good idea that that's what uh, they are doing, is, try, is catching up with somebody that they haven't talked to for maybe at the last farm show. So this is quite a footprint that you folks have. Compare what we see at the Hawkeye Farm Show with what you may have at other places, because I'm tempted to say you go to Sioux Falls, it's somewhat similar, although there's a lot more ranching out there. Oklahoma, I trust, is very different. That's got to be a good challenge for you folks. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, I think that it's helped maybe, too, with us on on how we want to design this Hawkeye Show, because uh, we get a lot of people that do our shows in, in Oklahoma, that uh, say, hey, I'd see you do a show in Iowa, and yeah, we do, and we'd love to come up and show them what, uh, what we have to offer. So I think the, the flavor mix and, and, like you mentioned, the chance to uh, talk to them at our other shows, it, it's beneficial, and also the fact that our, all our shows are busy, and, and we've, had, we've had a really good run. Scott Gatormson of Midwest Shows, which put on the Hawkeye Farm Show. We connected at the show in the Unidome this past week. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, leading successful business, innovation, growth, and transitions. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.